If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Wipe my brow. <laughs> Have a little chit-chat beforehand so we can do the fade-in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hello and welcome to the 200th episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I have with me today my business partner and my son, Mike Bayer. Welcome, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? And uh, and for our special 200th episode, we're actually recording this one. Uh, we figured it'd be kind of fun just to kind of do a little bit of video for this. And, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can head across to the show notes um, at, uh, oh, it would be vacation rental. No, it won't. It'll be cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS 200. Yeah, absolutely. Can't believe we've got this far. So we thought we'd kick off um, and just talk about where the podcast has come in the last and actually at 200 episodes you would think that you know an episode a week you would think that would be four years four years yeah well actually it's five because in the first year i only did seven episodes yeah and and that was that was a huge shift in the podcast is because you know as you know when you when you're starting out with any business you know getting started it's you know, there's trepidation. You, you don't have your systems in place yet. And, and that was the way it was for that first in 2013. It wasn't until February 2014 that we actually started doing weekly episodes. And we've been consistent week on week now since, I guess, February 2014, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. When I first, when I did the, um, the A to Z uh, podcasting course with Cliff Ravenscraft, one of the things he said is that if you don't get past your seventh episode your podcast probably won't go anywhere. And I did record seven episodes and then sort of came to a grinding halt around about November, December 2013, which is at the point where where we we decided that if we were going to do anything, it would have to be consistent. And we have been consistent every single week since then. Yeah, and it's made it's made a dramatic impact to to our audience. I mean, we started off very small. I mean, you could look at our our statistics chart where we started off with just maybe 20 or 30 listeners per week. Uh, and now we're into hundreds per day and sometimes as much as 6 or 700 listeners per day, which is absolutely phenomenal for a for a for a home-based business that we put together. I mean, and we know that the vacation rental industry, we talk about this all the time, how it's growing in leaps and bounds. And everybody is looking for, you know, where they can go to learn. And, and this VRS podcast has really become, you know, a go-to for people, especially when they're commuting or, or what have you, because it's just so easy to consume. I love the fact that I hear from people all the time and they say, you know, you're in my back pocket with, and, and, and I'm hiking or or um, doing the ironing, or taking the dog for a walk. Or doing the turnaround at the cottage. Or doing the turnaround at the cottage. Or sitting in the car, going to the property, or coming back from the property. So it, it always blows me away that, um, that that we have that, I was going to say visibility, but it's not visibility. We have that audibility, I suppose you can mm-hmm. call it. So here we are, t- over 260,000 downloads. I think, in fact, by the time this episode's published it will be 270 270,000 downloads um about an average of a thousand downloads per episode uh some are a little over 2,000 now some are just and coming actually, up to the thousand. Our, our early ones like in the, the first five uh, some most of those are over 3,000 per episode um because i you know and that's what we're finding is a lot of people like to and they comment all the time how they just say oh i've just listened to the the entire back catalog of vacation rental success um so it's so nice to hear that people just go and binge binge listen yeah you we were having this discussion this morning about about binging and is this a is 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 this uh, something that's that's happening more recently and people are binging on things you know like you binge on you binge watch uh, a Netflix mm-hmm. series i mean with with Netflix series of course they've they they publish the whole lot at once so you can just sit and watch them all in one so yes i i've i've heard of people or people have told me that they will sit or or that they will binge listen to 30 or so podcasts mm-hmm. over the course of a couple of days. 
Yeah, and and what's I think what I what we love to hear is the feedback. I mean, I think on last time I checked, I think on iTunes US we had like eighty five star reviews. Um, Canada, I think we're in about ten or twelve, just because maybe not I, quite as I big a listen. I didn't know that. I didn't yep. realize that we had that many on. Uh on the US iTunes. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's, they're difficult to keep track of because there's, there's obviously iTunes for every country. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of uh, a lot of reviews on the US iTunes, which of course in Canada, we don't see that often because we default to the Canadian version, which only has like 10 or 12. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, okay, it's been five years. Well, it'll be five years in February. So mm-hmm. yeah, four and a half years now since we, since we started. Um, so things things have changed so much in the vacation rental industry in those in those five years. I I cannot I I can't believe the massive changes that have taken place. You know, it's and it's things like the the growth of of the listing sites. Mm-hmm. It's it's the growth of Airbnb because <laughs> if I look back on some of the early podcasts, I have you you can still listen to one of the early podcasts when I'm saying, what is this Airbnb thing? It really isn't going to go anywhere. It's not no going to go anywhere. It. It's not going to happen. No, nobody's going to share, share a room in a house with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this just isn't going to take who'd, off. Who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not going to impact us in our traditional vacation rental market. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are today with, with Airbnb doing its utmost into getting into um, traditional vacation rental um, areas. And, and I know because our rep, Daniel, um, for, for Ontario, has been here at the house twice now. He mm-hmm. comes and personally visits because he is looking to get our the Cottage Link Rental Management online with Airbnb. So they really are tackling these traditional markets now and and i'm seeing that firsthand yeah and i think you know just looking at how you know the industry has changed so much but that's also directly impacted how we've changed our business with with uh, cottage blogger and vacation rental formula and now we actually have an over overarching company or incorporated company called moso partnership which um, um heather and i started what beginning of last year uh, 2015 no 2015 i think we did 2015 2016 so moso partnership is essentially the the umbrella corporation that, that that houses cottage blogger vacation rental formula the vacation rental success summit the vacation rental success podcast god we got quite a <laughs> yeah we quite see, it seems like when you say the overall the, the, the corporation sounds sounds like we're huge yeah and, and, and just so you know moso stands for mother son partnership ah uh... it is it's very sweet no it actually well it actually sounds quite good actually the moso partnership but uh but yeah so so that's that that's something that that has has changed for us that we've we've taken. I mean, for for those of you who's followed Cottage Blogger since the very beginning, I started Cottage Blogger in two thousand and seven, and that started originally purely because you were trying to reach just the Ontario market. You were trying to reach the owners who you were renting for in Ontario through Cottage Link Rental Management. Um, that was a training site for them, yeah. Um, and and how it's blossomed now, where where we now speak to hundreds of thousands of people not just in a North America, but right the way across the world, who, who listen to the podcast, who read the Cottage Blogger, who come to Vacation Rental Formula, who come to the, the Success Summit. Yeah, it, it really is uh, quite, the, uh, quite the change. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, what, um, what, about, what about you? I know you've... The, the, the most popular episode we had was episode two, which was about getting started in Vacation Rental. And I talked to you because five years ago... I was just getting. I just got started. You just got started with Seabreeze, mm-hmm. so I think that would be really worthwhile. Just saying, you know, what what's happened since then? Because it seems like everybody who's ever listened to the podcast has downloaded that episode because we've got over three thousand um, three thousand downloads of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, what? Tell us what's happened with Seabreeze and what are the challenges you've got now. Yeah, because when you look when we look back to episode two, I think I was discussing um, about our you know our retirement plan was to buy a vacation rental property, um, keep it for five years, pull out some of that capital that that was in the um, in the property, and buy the next one. And basically, every five years is to double our inventory, and that would put myself and Andrea, my wife, um, in a position you know we're in our forties and fifties that would then have a whole bunch of capital that we can pull from to be able to go and do whatever we want in retirement. Um, plans change. 
Um, and Andrew and I have realized just recently that why are we waiting till retirement to enjoy life? Um, and I think uh, that this is something that we've realized is we actually, uh, you know, our, 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 our plans as a family have changed and, and we're actually planning on buying a sailboat um, and taking the kids sailing around the world. Uh, which is, you know, a pretty wild and out there plan, but a lot of our income is tied up in Seabreeze. So now we are in the position of nothing can happen with this dream until we can sell Seabreeze. Um, and it is a challenge. It is a huge challenge to sell a uh, a vacation rental property because not only do we have the appreciation and value of the property itself, but we've also spent the last seven, eight years building a really profitable business. So we're trying to sell it as a business, um, and that is... Um, you know, not quite as appealing to some people. They don't necessarily understand. Um, so yeah, we, we've had, and also trying to show the property between guests through the summer has been almost impossible because it doesn't fit with other people's schedules. So yeah, it's, it's really presented some challenges, and uh, and we're you know it's been on the market now for for four or five months. So we've just dropped the price, and we're just hoping we're going to put a big push in through October that we can actually see a, a big uh, a big interest. Yeah, it's, you, you you raise such an interesting point there because. We, we, there's so much out there about investing in vacation homes. You know, go out and buy a vacation home. The business is fantastic. Uh, as soon as you've bought one, you'll be wanting to buy another. But so few people ever talk about what happens when you want to sell. And, and I know from selling Osprey Cottage that it's not an easy thing because a realtor a realtor's going to come along and give you current market value mm-hmm. on the property itself. They're not taking your um, your the, the business aspect of it into account. So you think, okay, well, I'll go to a commercial realtor and we'll talk to a commercial realtor and we'll go into things like cap rates and, and create our portfolio of, um, of past business. And commercial realtors aren't interested either because – Vacation properties are not in their remit when they're calculating a cap rate. You know, they're they're looking at other properties in the area that are selling, and they're looking at comparisons. And there are no comparisons because the sale of vacation rental just is not top of a commercial realtor's mind, and it's definitely not at the top of of an ordinary realtor's mind. Now, maybe in markets like you know in Florida, because we know when we've talked to Erica Muller. That uh, that that she she is one of very few realtors that I know that really understand the vacation rental market and understand the challenges of selling. So she is looking for buyers who are looking for a business to take on. So it's you know it's it's a business to business transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I know and I know what um, what you've dealt with with some of the people that have been interested in buying Seabreeze is that they're not interested in the business aspect of it. And if you sell it as, as a non-commercial property, you're going to be losing out um, significantly financially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as well as that, you run into the challenges when it comes to things like the accounting side of things and the legal side of things. It's like, uh, is, the, is the property we're selling, is the property actually a commercial business? Whereas it's not. I mean, the property itself is still just a property. Um, but we're selling it as a full package. So the, 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 for, for us here in Ontario, the distinction is is the property is actually in our own personal name and is still a property that we use from time to time. Um, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't fall into a, a, a very gray zone of us having to charge tax on the sale. Uh, we were actually incorrectly informed at the beginning when we first put it on, on uh, up for sale that we would have to do that. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a real, it's, it's a minefield because nobody seems to have exactly the right answer. Um, so yes, I, I would highly recommend, you know, if I could go and do this again, when we first got into, um, vacation rental, I would have had written down on paper exactly what it is that I would need to do if we needed to sell because circumstances change. I mean, we could have, I could have got injured at work and lost a job and we would have to, you know, use that equity for, for other things. So it's, you always got to, when we always talk about being prepared for the worst case scenario, um, I think this is one of those, those situations we should be prepared. Because you don't want to find yourself in that position where you're cutting your own throat to sell the property in a rush. Um, and I, I've, I've thought that maybe if I had kept better relationships with uh, the guests who had stayed and always keep them apprised, you know, if you're interested in ever buying the place, 
and always keep them interested, keep drip feeding mm-hmm. that. So, so at least then you almost have a captured, captured market that you can sell to. Um, and I have, like, we did email the, the past guests, and, and we did have two or three people who did come back to say, oh, yeah, we're interested. Um, but I think uh, for whatever reason, it, it didn't work for them. But, yeah, it's, it's been interesting times, that's for sure. Well, you make a great point about, and it's all about having an exit strategy. And, and you know, for, for any business, when you start out, you all, you've got to have that exit strategy, have something in place if the business is going to terminate, maybe maybe it is because of a change in, in domestic circumstance and you need to sell. It's like having just have ordin- having an ordinary emergency plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you have if you're down south, you probably have an emergency plan for hurricanes. Um, so think of your exit strategy as being your emergency plan for evacuation. Mm-hmm. You know, have everything in place so that, you know, when you decide that you're going to sell, as we probably all will at some point, you know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And it also informs you, I think, for for the the process of your business as it's actually going along. Because if you've if you've always got the end in mind, you will always have your accounts up to date. You'll always have your cash flow forecasts up to date. So that if any time you want to sell, you've got that that information ready to hand to to give to a prospective buyer. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's just better preparation um, helps you with it, with everything really. Um, it, it just always trying to think of that that worst case scenario, or in this case, it's not a worst case scenario. It is just a you know this is a possibility, and our plans change so dramatically from building um, a almost like our own property management company of multiple vacation rentals uh, to. No, we, we, we're going to delay. We're going to try and sell this and come back to it again in five, ten years' time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's so if there's anybody out there who is interested yes. in... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's for sale. It's for sale. And, you know, if you're in the States, the exchange rate is still pretty darn good to come buying property in Ontario, so... Uh, well, check out the show notes, because, uh, you know, that's a good point. We'll, we'll, I'll, oh, gosh, I'll, any opportunity. Yeah, I'll put a dirty little plug in, in the show notes, so if anybody's interested in checking out the Seabreeze sales page, you can uh, go and take a look and uh, and definitely get in touch. I mean, Seabreeze is the most gorgeous... I mean, it's ju- just a two-bedroom, one-bathroom property, but it has the most prime Lake Ontario waterfront that I think you could ever find. Mm-hmm. I mean, it actually has a private beach, although Mike and Andrea let... You know, quite happy for um, other people to use that beach. Um, it is private. Yeah, you're actually buying a private beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they actually they, they own to the waterline wherever the waterline might be. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes oh, we've got a visitor coming in. For those of you who are not seeing the video, there's a big black Labrador has just a, <laughs> appeared, decided to join us. Um, so uh, so so yes, it's uh, it, it is prime on Lake Ontario waterfront, and um, at, at certain times of the year, from sort of mid to late August onwards, it has a fabulous beach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, how about your properties? Because because things have changed for you in the last few years too, in terms of your uh, um, your back catalogue. Well, yes. I mean, I've I've owned seven properties in the past ten, twelve years, and I am actually down to just one. Uh, one rental property that's Kingfisher and that's that's got its own issues at the moment because I was thinking I'd like to sell that but we can't because we've got some severe erosion at the waterfront as you know mm-hmm. and we have to get that fixed before we sell it but that in in doing that in the fact that we we have to do this uh, this waterfront work before we can sell it has really got me thinking about um, a sales package and what we would do so so yes you know i'm i have had an exit strategy in place before but i'm certainly making sure that i've got it in place for for the next time so so over the past four or five years i sold osprey cottage and we did we did a perfect exchange of osprey cottage and and i think my my package was not that well thought out and i did try a couple of realtors who who were horrified at, at what I was going to be asking for the property. Um, but in fact, the, the price we put on it was, we, we thought was, was very fair. It was, it was current market value plus the, uh, the value that we put on the business side of it. 
Um, it was really three times the uh, annual income. Um, now, Ben Edwards calls it, we, we call it, eb, eb, oh dear, I'm, I'm going to think of the eb, EBITDA. I know we're not. I know we're not editing this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to sound <laughs> E-B-I-T-D-A, I think. And it's uh, it's everything before taxes. Yes. <laughs> but I will put in the show notes exactly what that means. And I'll put a link to the um, one of the podcasts I did with Ben Edwards. Because if you're ever thinking of selling a property, Ben Edwards, um, he, he was the ex-president um, of the VRMA. And he knows sales of um, vacation rentals, vacation rental companies, in fact, inside and out. So mm-hmm. I'll put that on there. But uh, but yes, the the actual sale of Osprey went so smoothly. We had um, we had probably six people who six couples who were who were very interested in it. So we were able to actually pick the people that we knew would make the best owners. Mm-hmm. And boy, did we ever pick well because it was a seamless transition. Um, the, uh, the the new owners um, bought it with a full summer of rental and they just took it on board and, and I have to say they made all the improvements I would have loved to have made to the property. People have come back and, and they have said, yes, it is it's as good as it always was and is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess there's always that that side of it where you you know you're letting go of a business that you've built, but you also you have to let go. Mm-hmm. But the thing, I, I guess, the thing is for you, you and and, and Phil, my dad, um, is that um, you know it's only down the street. <laughs> well, I know I was walking down the road yesterday. I haven't actually set foot in the property since we sold it, and it is within walking distance. And and Phil. My husband, Mike's dad, still does the. He does some of the caretaking aspects of it. He looks after the hot tub, and and he's there frequently. I have not brought myself to even set foot in it. Mm-hmm. And last night I was out walking the dog, and I was walking down Bowen Road, which is the road down to the cottage, and and I always turn around and come back long before I get there. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I had. I, I love that place, and, and not that I got any regrets about selling it. I think it was a really good time to sell. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you know, you you move on, you move on. So so what else happened to my property management company? We made we we made some massive changes in the last four years. We we got a new website. We um, we went from our homegrown property management system to a dedicated um, PMS. Which has which has really freed us up, and that, and that's property management system for anybody who doesn't know what PMS means. Yes, yeah. So reservation management. So it it, it does. Um, people do. I mean, we have online booking, but we're still able to do the vetting and the screening. Mm-hmm. Um, that that of course is when people come directly through us. We know if we're going through if, if we're advertising on Airbnb, which we're just starting to, then. Um, we have to we have to give in to the fact that we can't have that connection with our guests that um, that we've always been used to, and that that's tough. That is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as we've got the booking, then then of course we can have free communication with them. And and in fact, if if we find out at that time that those people aren't suitable for the property, we're still able to cancel. So it it, it it's not it's not huge. Um, what else has happened? We employed, this year, we employed a customer service and hospitality manager. And this is somebody that deals with every issue that breaks out in a cottage, whether it's somebody who is who, who decides there are bed bugs, which we had this year, which in fact turned out to be sand flies. She had a few bites around her ankles and the lady was, was convinced that, we had, that the cottage had bed bugs. But Christina dealt with that perfectly. Um, she's dealt with... Just about everything, you know, dishwashers breaking down, washing machines, um, dogs chewing carpets. And I, I remember for over the last couple of years, I remember, you know, we'd have a meeting on a Monday or, or we'd chat on a Monday and you, you'd, you'd just be kind of head in your hands, just shaking your head, just dealing with the, the litany of, not, you know, with any property maintenance business or property management business where you have 200 plus properties, there's going to be complaints after people go in on the weekend. Um, but I just remember that would just kind of eat away at your soul as as a, as the business owner, um, and I think 
the Christina's role to be that go-between, to be that interface. And you, you had actually interns, like um, law mm-hmm. student interns the last few years to fill that role of, of the negotiator. Yeah. You know, between, you know, you know, as a property management company, you're negotiating between the owner um, and the, the, the guest. Um, and you're trying to be in that, that person in the middle to make everything work as best you can. I think there's a lot of property management companies out there who just, well, we've made the connection. We brought them to your place. It's now the owner's mm-hmm. issue to deal with. And I think that's a, that's a great thing that your company takes care of. Um, that, but you need somebody in that role who's trained in that role, who also feels comfortable in that role, because it can be quite... It just drains everything right out of you. Oh, oh, does it ever? And you know, we've run this business for fifteen years, and that's fifteen summers I've wished away. Mm-hmm. You know, except this one. This yep. one, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, the sun's shining. I can take the dog for a walk, and I feel good, and not not concerned about getting back and opening up, opening up the email or or seeing another another telephone message. Um, I mean, this is the same for every property management company mm-hmm. because you're you you've got you know, hundreds of people in properties and you know this 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 brings up the next topic really and that's changing guest expectations yeah and how much they've changed over the last uh, five six years yeah i mean i i look back very fondly to when we first started the business and you'd never got any complaints mm-hmm. you know if something if something broke down it's, oh what the heck we'll we'll we're just outside with the kids and we're we're enjoying the water. But you know, something that, that, that's got me is that then it was always sunny in the summer and you had loads of dry weather. Oh, certainly here in Ontario, yeah. In Ontario, and you always had snow in the winter. Yep. But over, I've seen this change, you know, over the past 10 or 15 years. Certainly snow in the winter is not guaranteed anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be cold. We know that. But when we... We haven't had a white Christmas, a real white Christmas for a number of years. And, I mean, this year's summer was a complete washout. And it, whether, whether you agree with climate change or you don't agree with climate change, there is certainly some change. And that has impacted our guests because their, their vacations are... They have an expectation of exactly yeah. how their vacation is going to go. And when they find out that over half their, their weekly stay is going to be stuck inside, mm-hmm. you know, that they immediately look for things to complain about. And uh, yeah, I've, I've experienced that myself this summer. I've had more complaints about Seabreeze this summer than I've had in, in, in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't believe that my standards have changed or the standards of, of my cleaning company or anything like that. I just honestly believe that people are their expectations of how it's going to be are that much more. I've, I've had more guests and more new guests this year than I had repeat guests, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I have a, a big uh, repeat guest um, base um, for my, for my guests to Seabreeze. Um, so having so many new people, I always get nervous. I always get nervous when we have a new guest and, and I, I go out of my way to make sure I, I phone and everything is just as they like it. But this year it was just, people would say, yeah, everything's fine when they get there. And then two days later, cause it's been raining. And then I, start getting the text messages and the emails and then towards the end of the week it's just like there's nothing i can do to please these people mm-hmm. just absolutely nothing i can do and, it, and it's soul destroying as an owner who takes great pride in in, in their property um and their guest experience that there's just absolutely nothing you can do uh, and, and i and i feel that that is a, a mindset change in in who we're getting in, in Ontario. I think there are more people turning to, and for us here in Canada, of course, I mean, I think the exchange rate plays a huge part in that. I think the exchange rate to the, to the US dollar, because we're so much lower than we used to be, we have a lot more people who would normally travel overseas or certainly head south for um, a, a summer vacation are now staying close to home. And, and they're, they're just, they have certain expectations of a four or five star hotel that they, they can't necessarily get at a, at a vacation rental. We do our best, mm-hmm. but we just can't always maintain that. But I'm, but I'm hearing this, you may say in Ontario, but I'm hearing this right across the board. Um, you know, across not just North America, but you know other parts of the world as well. That elements of complaint are growing. Um, people are complaining about such minor, minor things. Mm-hmm. And, and they're using it as an excuse for asking for a refund. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe probably to do with the growth in vacation rentals overall. So there's a higher percentage of people who are using vacation rentals. So maybe the, maybe the percentage of, of complaints has not really risen. It just seems like it has because of the growth of inventory. So there are many, many more vacation rentals out there, many mm-hmm. more people using them, and, and therefore 
you know, a two percent complaint rate when there's when there's a much smaller number is um, is going to be much lower than a two percent complaint rate when there's there's hundreds of thousands of them out there. and you know what I, i'm think i think that something else that that plays a big part in this and, and you've been saying you, you've been seeing a lot more complaints um that's not just necessarily you're seeing a lot more complaints through your business or through mine but because we're part of a lot of vacation rental groups where owners come together and that's something i've seen a lot more this year which which has been substantially more is I'm finding a lot of owners in these groups are taking much more of a negative view of their business and their guests than they have done in the past. And there is a lot more complaining about um, each owner's individual business and, you know, these same issues that we talk about and a lot less um, offering of solutions. It seems to be just I I just want a a right to complain about something. And I get that. It is nice. It is nice to vent. It's nice to kind of let it all out. But at the same time, I think especially in those those support groups and those those forums that we a lot of us take part in on Facebook or individual websites, I think it's just as important that we offer support and advice in terms of how to be more positive uh, Mm -hmm. towards your business. Because, you know, if if you just if you allow yourself to slip into that negativity of your rental business, then what's the point in having it? Because it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I I do as well see that an awful lot, um, and and it, it, it's sort of nature of a Facebook group or or a forum where somebody mentions something and everybody piles in with their similar stories, mm-hmm. and before you know it, it becomes a sort of groupthink thing, and um, and a becomes a bit of a pity fest. Yeah, but and you know it's the old, the old saying that you know you are the sum of the people you surround yourself with. Um, and I think if everybody's being negative, then it's very easy to, you know, become negative yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I think um, I, uh, Matt Landau said it a couple of years ago, is, is just stop complaining. Yeah. You, you know, th- this is the business you got into, but y- you stop complaining and you start looking for solutions. Um, start start looking at your business in a more positive way. Look at how many amazing people you've had stay at your property who've been fantastic. Focus on them. Yes, yes. Start your re- remarketing mm-hmm. campaign. So, so I know that um, the, there, there is a large, uh, well, I say large, a, a proportion of the professional owners who are unhappy with, uh, with what HomeAway is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of people out there who are making practical moves forward um, to, to combat this. You know, we, we talk about listing site independence mm-hmm. and... And doing something, getting your own website, and then, but the, and then you look at the the regional websites that are being launched, um, and I'll put I'll put some links to to some of these regional websites. There's one for Florida, there's one for the Emerald Coast, um, Virginia. There's um, there is, and I I'm I'm so sorry, Yankee Bob on the Say No to VRBO group. Um, I don't know your full name, but I know that that you have been um, instrumental in growing many of these regional websites, which I think is a fabulous thing to do. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and that's somebody who's who's creating a solution to a problem um, rather than just getting mired down in just being part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, and you know, that's a good example as the Say No to VRBO Facebook group is one of the largest support groups out there, um, which originally started out with just a, a big angry yes. <laughs> mob <laughs> complaining about VRBO fees. Um, however, you're in there long enough and you know, you find the people who are actually sharing really great advice and it's become more than that now. Mm-hmm. It's become more than just, you know, focusing on VRBO and what HomeAway is doing. And that's, that's great to see when the people are out there supporting. Well, I was, I was, I've been really fortunate in meeting the founder of that group that's april salter um who is now the chair of avroa the association of vacation rental operators and affiliates and and i met annie switzer who is um who is one of the chief moderators of the say no group i met them both in uh, chicago last week uh, at the at the inaugural board meeting for avroa we call it avroa 2.0 because uh Avro has been on the go for a long time, mm-hmm. and, and I just want to use this opportunity just to because I'll be talking to April and to Annie Switzer on the podcast in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, but just to to let everybody know that Avroa is it's is is going to be relaunched in January as a non profit association, which will be advocating for every 
owner mm -hmm. uh, on things like you know how we deal with with home away. Um, you know, creating this common voice, so sort of taking it beyond the uh, the the Facebook group and other groups that are out there, and creating a certain association that becomes a common voice for every independent owner. Mm -hmm. So. It, it's fabulous that April's taken on the chairmanship. It was fantastic to see uh, Annie there in in her role as um, as chair, uh, co-chair, in fact, of the membership and marketing committee. Jason Beaton, of course, our friend Jason, being the other co-chair. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just great to to see what everyone's been talking about on these Facebook groups taken to this sort of level, which will eventually become a true association that supports independent owners and small property managers as well, because I'm on there uh, as chair of the education committee and, and we've been talking equally about the small property managers that perhaps aren't as well represented in, um, in, organizations like vrma yeah no absolutely absolutely i think this is this is definitely a, a step in the right direction i think for the whole industry is is, is avro avroa taking this kind of role um because somebody somebody needed to um because you know we, we did have the short-term rental advocacy groups a few years ago but they were very focused on that particular part of the vacation rental business and i and i have found that many of them are just you know they're very insular in terms of the the, the very um uh, geographically centered uh, whereas I think Avro will be a great voice for the industry in in all aspects. Oh, ab absolutely! I mean, we the, the day we had in Chicago was uh, we separated out into into different committees and we, we we talked about what value we can bring to owners and small property managers, and you know what what they'd be looking for. And this is not Avro is not going to be another listing site. Mm -hmm. um, owners um, owners websites. Are, and, and properties are going to be represented on there in some format. We haven't decided how that's going to be. But the listing element is not the important one. It's the advocacy and education that is the, you know, the main thrust of this association. We're really, really excited about it. And it really is, you know, we've just, we started this by talking about the Facebook groups and where People got together at the very beginning to make complaints. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at this burgeoning and growing into something that's going to be really active and supportive and positive and, and just create groups of people that are moving forward optimistically rather than pessimistically. I think that, that's where I'm beginning to see the biggest changes in this industry is when people actually come together. I mean, we, we, community has become such a massive part of the vacation rental industry. And we have, you know, the, the, we have the Facebook groups, we have things like Avroa, we have the conferences, like our own conference, the Vacation Rental Success Summit, um, which, you know, we, we get to see firsthand the networking and the collaboration and the ideas and the problems and the solutions. Everything comes together in, in the hallways of, of those conferences. Uh, and I'll do a shameless plug as well for that. Uh, the, uh, May 19th and 20th, 2018 in San Antonio uh, is Vacation Rental Success Summit 2018. Um, so actually, when this episode goes live, you'll have a few days to take advantage of the super early bird tickets, which right now are $497. And I, this is the best time to buy. And we're already securing some speakers. And I can, uh, I can announce, I think, on this episode right now that we do have um, two um, key uh, – sorry, two key – Keynote speakers have already signed on. Uh, the first one is Steve Milo from Vacation Rental Pros. Uh, Vacation Rental Pros is the, is is the biggest property management. It's number three after number three after Wyndham and Vacasa. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's put a link to. Oh, in fact, in fact, I am interviewing Steve again in the next couple of weeks. So watch out for that interview with um, with Steve Milo because. He does the most, um, and this is what he's doing in his keynote, what he will be doing in his keynote next uh, year at VRSS. And it's an unfiltered look at what the OTAs do. Mm -hmm. You know, what purpose do they serve? And, and he, he comes at it with some very, very strong statistics. And, and in an unfiltered way, he really, Steve really doesn't care what they think of him. He just delivers some 
eye-opening. He, he delivers the truth without being filtered by, you know, the expectation of, of how that's going to affect his relationship with them. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, he's, he's one of the most, you know, he's, what, what do you call him, a sharpshooter? He's, yeah. he's, he's up there up front and, and he delivers. And his, his keynote is going to be something to, something to come and, uh, and see. Yeah, and, I'm, and we're also super delighted to welcome back uh, Andrew McConnell from uh, Rented.com. Uh, um, Andrew delivered the most amazing session at VRSS 17, and there was a lot of great feedback. and uh, And Andrew again is is very um, uh, very well connected in the whole industry. Um, is quite often quoted in in many um, travel publications. You'll see him in. Uh, he's always quoted in Skift. Yep. And and for for those of you who haven't um, you know haven't come across Skift.com, it's I, I would go there. Go and have a look. They, they, they have. They're, they're always got the the top of the news stuff on the vacation rental industry, and they go to some of the key people in the industry for comment. And Andrews, uh, Andrews, right up there. Yeah. So, so, so we've got those two guys uh, signed on and guaranteed for sure to be there. And we have uh, more and more. We have uh, about four or five others uh, in the pipeline right now, which I don't want to announce just yet. But uh, yes, definitely take advantage of, of this early bird, super early bird price right now, because as of uh, midnight on September 30th, that price goes up. Um, so you don't want to miss out on this price because it, it won't be uh, this low again. And, and, and if you're concerned, because, you know, we, we haven't announced much in the way of speakers yet. Please don't be, because we will. We are bringing you the absolute best, mm-hmm. uh, as we have done in the last two iterations of the Vacation Rental Success Summit. Um, you can be guaranteed of of hearing from the best experts in the world of vacation rentals. And the main thing is, and this is something that we pride ourselves on, is we don't allow people to speak based on how much money they give us for sponsorship or something like that we don't we don't we've never built our conference based on this um we also do not share our email lists with our exhibitors um which some exhibitors kind of find a little shocking but the thing is is for us it's the integrity of our of our attendees we want to make sure that they come they get the maximum amount of learning um and they're not exploited um just because they decide to show up and pay money to be there so we we really love our attendees uh and i think our attendees love us too because we've had a lot i think we've had a huge return rate from 2017 so we're super excited for um vrss 18 again may 19th and 20th uh, in san antonio in texas san antonio texas yes yeah lovely place to be um okay what uh, what else do we want to share that's that's happened in the last couple of years i think uh you know changes for us in the business i mean as you we we we're talking about um, Cottage Blogger. I mean, Cottage Blogger evolved dramatically. Is, is, and Cottage Blogger is it now the actual, the official blog of uh, the Vacation Rental Formula. Um, so the Vacation Rental Formula, we kicked off in early 2016 and then got way ahead of ourselves and decided to a conference as well, which was crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, but the uh, Vacation Rental Formula is, is still going strong. We have a really great, um, again, we have our own private Facebook group for Vacation Rental Formula members. Um, but, it, you know, VRF was founded on the the concept of owners need more training. And I think we were talking earlier that, that there had been a comment on Facebook that you, you don't need education to do this business. You can just learn it as you go. And that, there's there's truth in that. Yes, you can learn as you go, and that's your choice. But you're going to make a lot of mistakes and a lot of errors on the way. But there are a ton of really good educational resources, and that's something that Avro is going to be doing too, is looking at um, who is out there educating right now. Um, and for us with the Vacation Rental Formula, we put together some great action plans that, that cover, you know, walking you through step by step how to set up your terms and conditions for your property, um, how to, you know, create, uh, how to use Twitter for your vacation rental business. How to, how to create um, an emer- emergency planning is one of my, my big things, because, mm-hmm. you know, working in a company where, where you, somebody can call and say, we've got bed bugs. We have to have an emergency plan in place to deal with that, whether they do or not. Mm-hmm. We have to get that plan going. We have to have a plan if, if, there's, if there's power outages for any length of time. So we did a, a, a quite a lengthy, um, what we call an action plan, on how to set up your own emergency plan, how to, how to think about what possible emergencies could happen. Um, so, so it's, it's it's those sorts of things, you know, how to how to actually write a blog and which which has hundreds of ideas on blog posts. And I'm I'm working on a couple of, of 
of um, new action plans at the moment, which will be announced shortly. Mm-hmm. And then we've had uh, we've launched two major courses as well. We had uh, uh, Real for VR or vacation, sorry, a real estate advanced learning for vacation rental, where we're trying to teach realtors how to become more involved and, and more attuned to the needs of vacation rental owners uh, and vacation rental property managers. Like if you're looking to sell, um, you know, this is, I, I need a realtor for, 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 for my property who's been through this course um, in terms of how to package and sell those properties as well as how to find the right properties for your buyers. Yeah. Um, so that's so we're going to be relaunching that uh, in, in 2000, early 2018, uh, along with the second iteration of uh, Vacation Rental Marketing 2.0, uh, which we just completed through July and August. And we had some amazing feedback. Um, we had seven mo- seven weeks worth of content, and, and everybody says um, they need to put down the fire hose for a little bit and just just drink from a glass um, because it's so much information. But what's great about these big courses that we put together is you have lifetime access to them, so you can come back, do a little bit at a time, or you can follow along and, and just muscle through. Um, but the education side, and this this is what you and I love because you know we, we we're both educators at heart, as we have been for for decades. Uh, I've been teaching, I, I was teaching, I think as early as age 12, I was a, a, an army cadet instructor and you've been a um, business management instructor. And Well, I run a training company for, yes. for five years in England, a management training company. You know, so yeah, the, the, the actual, this, this is something that, you know, I'll get, I'll get, I can get on my soapbox um, very, very briefly. And this is something that I think people really need to think about when they're online looking at all these all these pop-up um, personalities personalities offering wonderful training how you can uh, how you can achieve a hundred thousand dollars in the first six months of your Airbnb um, the first thing you need to do is ask what their cr- credentials are for training because these these people aren't trained trainers and also what are their credentials in their terms of experience of the industry um because it's all well and good to be able to to market something right now this second um but you need to have a a better understanding of the business as a whole in terms of where it's going to ensure that that training that you're buying is actually going to be valid a year from now two years from now yeah yeah i i will step down yes step down off my soapbox because i can i can go on this one for for, for quite a long time. Well, Mike, we're sort of running out of um, Well, I, th- I think we should just br- briefly so talk about, I guess, the looking forward. Like, what do yeah. we have coming up? Um, what, what is it that the, the, uh, the listeners and, and the viewers, uh, just remind you again, if you're, <laughs> um, if you're watching the video, you, you notice there's been some edits because, you know, we had some battery issues during, uh, during the recording of this. Um, but yes, the, um, what, what do we have coming up over the next, uh, uh, the next I guess, next 100 episodes? Oh well, I've got. Um, I'm interviewing some great people. As I said, I've got April Salter, um, who will be the, who's the chair of Avroa, Annie Switzer, Jason Beaton, who is is um, you know. Our he, 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 I, 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 call, I, I call him my brother from, from another mother. Um, but but the, the two of us, uh, we geek out uh, a lot uh, when it comes to online business and digital marketing. Yeah. So Jason and I actually put on the, the Vacation Rental Marketing 2.0 course. And, I, um, and I've had Jason on the, on the podcast um, before, but he's going to start joining me a little bit more regularly to do some, some bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. of, um, of digital marketing. So, so the next time I speak to him, we're going to be talking about list building. Mm-hmm. So we're taking out some of these elements from your course and just um, just doing a podcast on them. Um, who who else? Um, gosh, I'm going to be talking to Ben Edwards again about um, about financial management mm-hmm. for your vacation rental business. Yeah, um, I mentioned Ben. Um, he 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 does um, he does a lot in terms of you know, to help people sell and buy businesses. But uh, his his uh, his knowledge of financial business and financial aspects of a vacation rental um, is unsurpassed. Um, uh, I'll be I interviewing th- Matt Landau again. You know, now Matt is is really moving ahead with his um, with his uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, with a digital TV show. Um, so I'll be interviewing him after he goes on every trip, like I did after he went to Spain and Italy. So there's a lot coming up. But as I said on the last episode or last but one episode, I really want to hear from you, the listener, as to what you find most interesting, what you'd like 
us to talk about? I mean, do you want Mike and I to get together more often? Do you like the solo episodes? Do you like the interviews? Um, this is only successful as long as we are delivering what you, the listener, wants. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and we, we, I think we, we don't ask as often as we probably should uh, for comments. So we do have some pretty regular commenters on the show notes. Um, and and that's, that, that's where you go to leave a comment. So if you head across to cottageblogger.com, uh, you, just, uh, you can search through the, all the show notes are right there on, on, the, on the front page. You can just scroll down per episode number. Uh, if, you, if you can't find it immediately, you can just go in the search bar in the top right-hand corner and just, just type in VRS, whatever the episode number is, 002. Uh, and that'll take you straight to the show notes where you can actually leave comments. And as soon as those comments are left, we get a, an update so we can uh, get back to you and, and answer that. Um, but it's really important to us that you let us know what it is that you love and don't love, um, who you'd like to hear on the show. Um, we, we've seen a lot of um, um, a lot of comments from people who do you know, the vacation rental success stories. Mm-hmm. Um, people who had their, you know, just talking to everyday owners Successful about... Successful owners, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so please, please leave the comments. Um, also, again, if you have not taken the t- chance to do so, it does help us a little bit if you head across into iTunes and, and leave a, a review for us there. Um, you actually have to be logged into iTunes uh, within the app on your computer or your smart device. Um, so if you have any any issues or any questions on how to do that, you can ask us that as well. Um, but aside from that, I think that's all we have for uh, episode 200. I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm very excited, actually, at, at, um, at, at moving in to 200 to 300. I, mean, I, I am looking at the half million downloads. That's, that's our, mm-hmm. next, our next target. And uh, I'm thinking we can probably make that in a lot shorter time. Oh, I, I, I think we'll be there before the end of 2018 for sure. Yeah. Um, as, as the audience grows and, and, and the more you guys are willing to share our episodes, and that's another thing that helps us. If you go to the show notes, uh, the top of every show note is the opportunity to share the show notes with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the more people that we can get onto um, into the audience, the better. And you know, it just helps more people with their vacation rental businesses. Yeah. And as ever, if you've got any comments for me, you can email me directly at heather at cottageblogger.com. I read every single one that comes in. Sometimes it might be a day or so before I get back to you, but I will get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, Mike, thank you so much. For, thank you so much. I mean, not so thank you so much for getting sweaty, which you did when you were set, setting up all the camera equipment. It's, it's very warm in here. It's, 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 uh, in, <laughs> it's not in Indian summer. It's, a, uh, it's, it's very warm today for the end of September. It is. It is very warm. You did a, you did a darn fine job. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much. Episode 200 is done. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.